Want to have safe kinky sex? Make sure you make your way over to AdamEve.com. Adam and Eve has over 12 million satisfied customers worldwide. Everything from the newest vibrators to classic movies. When you're on AdamEve.com, make sure to enter in the promo code HUSH50. That's H-U-S-H-5-0 to get 50% off almost any one item and free shipping. Do I need to say that again? Free shipping. Make sure you have your kinky safe sex needs satisfied by visiting AdamEve.com. Sex, dating, relationships, and all things kept on the hush. Welcome to Hush, the podcast that brings you the shit you love to hear. Let's slide into the episode. Dropping that sexiness for your ears as we enter another volume of Hush. What's up, world? This is Kim, your host of the Hush Podcast, and I'm excited to bring you another dope-ass interview. Today, I'm interviewing Harmony Woodington. Harmony Woodington has a unique history in the health industry. She has 15 years of experience and education, creating a holistic picture of health and wellness. Her background is in skin therapy, clinical hypnotherapy, and energy healing. She currently has a practice as a personal expansion specialist, supporting clients and helping them own their power and living their life's purpose. She has developed her own healing program that she takes clients through. She is also a best-selling published author. Her passion is to flood the earth with love and teach people about proactive health in all aspects. I'm very honored to have her on a new episode of Hush. So I want to begin with, what exactly is a professional expansion specialist? That is such a great question, and I just want to let you know that this is something that uh, I actually created as a name for myself, because I think for quite a long time, there was a lot of uh, life coaches and stuff like that. In fact, when I was out networking before the lockdown happened and stuff, I met a lot of people in business networking that were calling themselves life coaches that were actually trained counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists, because the, the term was so in that they were they were marketing themselves as life coaches, even though they, they were something different. And I found that to be very interesting. And because it became a term that was so widely used, you know, there are so many of them out there that I'm like, I that's not how you market yourself. You're just going into a red you know, see, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I want to be over here in my own water that's blue. So I figured the best uh, way to go about that would be to create a term that creates a question mark in a person's mind. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what I did was create a term that explained who I work with and what I do. 
and also may be an authority in a person's mind. So professional is the kind of a person that I work with. I have always naturally, in the decade I've been doing this, attracted professionals and entrepreneurs. Uh, so they're typically working in either the corporate space or they own their own business. More small business than uh, larger. But And really what I do when I'm working with my clients is I don't just help a client grow. Because when you think about growth, it's kind of more in one direction. I support my clients expanding in all directions and in all aspects of their life. So it's more expansive as opposed to growth. And I, you know, believe that in almost a decade of doing this, that um, I very much am in a place where I I can call myself a specialist in this uh, particular arena. One, because I've been doing it for a long time. Two, because everything that I teach is my own intellectual property that I've been developing that is uh, very much proven and works to support my clients in over a decade of working with clients to help them get resolution. So I hope that helps explain it. <laughs> it does, actually. That does. I think that's beautiful that you use the term expansion instead of growth. What inspired you to use hypnotherapy and energy work? Really what's uh, interesting about my, my story in general is because I was raised with parents uh, that brought me up religious. Um, and then I have a, like a mother who was uh, really abused her whole childhood and a father who was born post-Second World War in Southern Wales, which was uh, bombed quite a bit and was a very depressive place to grow up in um, post-Second World War. My father being depressed and, and suicidal um, created a childhood where I was really lacking love. I didn't get the love and attention that I need. My parents weren't capable of really providing for me from a love standpoint or financially, and so I grew up with a lot of extreme insecurity and also had to mature really early and was trying to be a counselor and a psychologist to help my mother deal with her extreme trauma because the psychologist at the time didn't understand extreme dissociative disorder is what they call it now, but it was multiple personality disorder at the time. They were still researching and trying to understand exactly how it works when my mother surfaced with this stuff. And so trying to get my mother back, I actually ended up working with her to surface her trauma, uh, process it, and integrate her parts. And then my father, being dissociative um, and depressed, wasn't a provider. And so I was having cold showers, and I had my phone number getting changed, and I was having to make up stories as to why my phone number kept changing and having to look for new places to live because my dad wasn't paying the rent and we were being kicked out. And so all of this created so much insecurity within me that obviously as an adult, I ended up having to look for answers uh, that really were kind of outside of the norm. And the thing that really was the catalyst to me looking outside of the, the societal authority was when my father tried to end his life in 2015, um, I ended up like kind of ratting him out and getting him some assistance. And when he was in a facility being looked after to, to find him his sense of self again and to create a sense of routine and everything so that he wasn't going to attempt it again, he said some things that pulled me out of my religion, my faith. And so not only was I having you know issues as a result of growing up in, in a very broken, loveless home, I was also dealing with the fact that I had an existential or an identity crisis as well because the religion that I was raised in dictated to me who I was and what I was going to do for the rest of my life. So I really didn't have a sense of identity. And going to the traditional authority of um, 
counseling psychology wasn't actually honoring that existential identity crisis that I was having. I needed somebody that was going to honor the spiritual being that I am and really kind of defining myself from that perspective. And that was when I started to look outwards into the spiritual community. And I actually ended up going to a meditation circle where I discovered a, a hypnotherapist. And I didn't know that she was a hypnotherapist, but she did a guided visualization. And when she did that, I ended up having a massive uh, shift in my mind. And I didn't understand how that shift happened because I went into a deep state of hypnosis. And it created such a powerful shift that it woke something up in me to make me realize that there was an aspect of myself that was that was really powerful that I needed to learn how to tap into. And that was when I ended up obviously having a conversation with her and I realized that she was a hypnotherapist. And I'm the kind of a person that doesn't just want to experience something. I want to learn and become the thing I become aware of. I'm quite passionate about learning. And so I pursued education in clinical hypnotherapy. And as I was learning hypnotherapy, I had an experience with a client that was really, really powerful, where she accessed some trauma in a deep state of in a deep state of hypnosis. And when she was in that state, I was able to feel that trauma as if it was in my own core. And as a hypnotherapist, you cannot call out a client's trauma unless they call it out themselves. So I was sitting there with it, feeling it in my own core, not knowing how to resolve it for her or help her resolve it. I just felt powerless with this deep state of trauma and pain and it brought me to tears and I, I needed to know how to engage I needed to know how to help my clients to release this this energy that I was feeling within my own core and so I think I've always been aware from an energetic perspective I've been very spiritual but I didn't know how to engage and to teach and guide my clients how to engage with that energy so that was when I ended up walking the path to become an energy healer. And I ended up certifying in, in multiple energy healing modalities, starting with pranic healing, which was developed by a, a teacher called Master Chow Kaksui, who is Filipino and Chinese, and then got into uh, Body Code, which was developed by Dr. Bradley Nelson, who was a practicing chiropractor for, for decades and ended up realizing that a majority of what was being brought to him was actually emotional and it wasn't until he helped the clients release that emotional trauma that he was actually able to get long-term resolution with the physiological issues that he was creating resolution with. So it's incredibly powerful work. And when I ended up putting those puzzle pieces together and realizing that when I honor the consciousness, the beautiful mind, and help people to shift their subconscious programming to create a different mental operating system, teach them how to create an understanding of the language of the mind and engage with it and understand the language of the body and learn how to engage with that. It does create harmonious long-term resolution within my clients. So that's kind of a synopsis of my path. With each client, uh, do you work out a similar process or is each session tailor-fitted for each one specifically? Well, I don't really do or, I do and. So basically what you just said is the explanation of what I do. So I have a program that I've been taking my clients through for almost 10 years now, and that program is a holistic program that walks them through um, how to create a harmonious relationship with the mind and body. So first you're focusing on optimizing your physical uh, wellness, because if you 
have your health, you wish for many things. If you don't have your health, you wish for one thing. So we focus on, on helping them to learn how to optimize their physical health. Then they learn how to create a relationship with themselves, their self-love, and, and how to tap into their own brilliance. Then they're looking at how to really create resolution around all of the relationships that they've had around them and how to create healthy relationships with everyone around them moving forward. I call it creating a love arena. And then they learn how to create a healthy sexual relationship as well because your power is in your sexuality. And then they learn how to create their own spiritual practice, how to remember the divine being that they are having this human existence. Spirituality, in my mind, isn't something that should be dictated to you. Instead, I think that a client should be given their power to explore the all-you-can-eat buffet of spirituality and create a practice that is right for them, that helps them remember the divine being that they are. And then I help my clients create resolution around their programming and issues and emotion and stuff around money uh, and abundance. We all, I think, you know, have programs and belief systems around money. And when you can really dive into it in a safe space and resolve those issues and create clear goals and allow yourself to be able to dream again and invest in what it is that your soul is trying to do and create the abundance to be able to do that, then the world is your oyster and it can be really beautiful. And then last but not least, once all of those puzzle pieces are put into place, my clients can then create their own life plan. So I have a really beautiful workbook that I take my clients through called Life by Design, which is literally them walking through each and every aspect of their lives, creating a beautiful life that is based on their own divine design. And then we take that and anchor it into the subconscious mind so that it can be put to work with more ease. Because when we do things with just our conscious mind, you're only using 5% of your mind. But if you anchor whatever it is, the agenda that you have into your subconscious mind, now 95% of the mind is actually putting um, that to work, which is significantly more powerful. So that seven-step program is what I take my clients through. That being said, the individual mind, the individual themselves is unique. What their, How their mind works is unique. Their mental operating system, their situation, their culture, all of that. So how I work that program with the individual honoring their mind um, the journey is different with each individual person. And if they get triggered or they have symptomatic issues that come up as we're doing the program, that gets honored and supported as we're doing the program uh, to support them so they have immediate resolution as well. So it's a, it's a program that has been designed that gets walked through, and it also adapts to support the clients um, with their individual needs as well. Okay, I get it now. That's making a lot of sense of how, how the process is working. Uh, I will admit, I'm an, imper- I'm an impatient person myself, and I love to see results immediately. I understand in this case with self-love, it doesn't start that way. Uh, when do you believe that most people start seeing changes after learning to self-love? One of the things that's really beautiful about the work that I do is you see resolution on the very first session. You will have resolution every single session that you work with me. You're going to walk away after every session feeling resolved and feeling like you're further along and having massive aha moments and feeling really good. I found in the traditional model of psychology a lot of the time um, it is a trending process and it's a lot slower. And I used to walk out of sessions when I was younger going through them not feeling positive at all, feeling like I just dived into the fog of eternal stench and not knowing when I was going to get brought out of it. And 
I never wanted that for my clients. I am just like you. I'm all about expediting things. I'm all about getting quicker resolutions. So not only do I make sure that my clients feel resolution every single time they walk out of a session with me, but in all reality, they're also getting holistic resolution in every single aspect of their lives over the process of not even a year. And I'm just going to say that it takes us most of our lives to get to the place where we are, where we're feeling unresolved and messed up and we're looking to resolve everything. And if you can create holistic shifts and changes and literally feel like you created a completely new person within less than a year, and you can look back to the person that you were before you started working with me and not even begin to identify with that person, I feel like you're doing a phenomenal job. I would call that a quantum leap. That's beautiful. I do want to touch on, can you describe the sense of fulfillment you get after working with each of your clients and witnessing their results? <laughs> it's the reason I do my work. It really is. It's the thing that makes my soul sing. When I see a person, um, when I do the first intro introductory call with them and they're sitting there going, I've been doing this for years. And I'm so tired of it, and I don't know how to get out of it. I don't even know what my blocks are to even get out of this state that I'm in. I feel so lost, and I've spent so much money, or I've been dating for so long, or I've been whatever. Like, there's so many different situations that people have, and they feel so completely lost in this state, replaying the same thing over and over again and not knowing how to get out of it. And then they come and play with me as their unconditionally, unconditionally loving cheerleader holding space for them with completely zero judgment, seeing them as so much greater than they see themselves, seeing them as beautiful, powerful, divine beings, and doing the work to see them meeting themselves where I see them, like growing into that space where they start to call themselves a god or a goddess, a divine being, where they start to look at themselves in the mirror and say to themselves when they're looking in that mirror, I am a beautiful divine being. And they start to take those steps to invest in their dreams, seeing them create a life that's in service of their happiness, letting go of the idea that they need to be somebody else's performing monkey and make everybody else happy and that they can step into what makes them happy and really see their soul singing because they're doing what their soul has been crying to do for most of their lives. They just weren't aware of what it was, or maybe they were aware, they were just afraid to step into it. Seeing that joy, seeing them glow, seeing them light up, seeing them invest in themselves and develop that confidence and put themselves out into the world to serve others, to do beautiful things, which all of my clients have. It just, it brings me to tears and makes me so happy. It makes my soul sing. I don't know how else to describe it. There's just Nothing more beautiful than seeing somebody truly believe in themselves and step into their power and step into the world truly in the fullness of who they are, sharing that joy, that bliss, that beauty, that glow with the rest of the world. That's what I want for everyone, the 7 billion people walking this planet right now. The world would be a better place if everyone became a lighthouse for self-love and was fulfilled and then contributing to the world in a beautiful way that in all reality, I think most people want to, they're just not stepping into it for fear of rejection and failure and not being able to provide and all of the other things that our brain tells us that we, you know, that makes it so that we can't step into that thing. 
you know, I will share with my audience, we've never met and this is our first time talking, but I feel so inspired. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I think. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. <laughs> of course. I think a lot of it's touching on how I felt after um, I broke up with my ex, who was also my co-host on my podcast. And I went through this stage of healing and rediscovering myself honestly it was like my my phase of self-love and I found a lot of empowerment with it and just learning how to manifest my energy so before the podcast was averaging probably about 150 downloads a month and I took a whole year off to do things that honestly that that made me happy and and uh kind of fulfilled you know, that void in my soul, so to speak. So I did all these things that he and I were supposed to have done together, including like road tripping, exploring, seeing new places, um, you know, just new experiences, really opening my mind to different possibilities. And when I came back to the podcast, I had like a goal in mind, like I was going to average no less than 300 downloads a month. And, uh, it was just manifesting all the energy and, uh, putting my mind into that that mind state you know to achieve what it was that I laid out for myself it sounds silly but I have a notepad in my phone where I actually write down goals and I just check back on it each day you know each day even if I'm at work and and it's been a rough day doing what I do as as my I don't want to say day job because I do it at night but you get what I mean like just checking back in and um I totally get what you're saying when people learn to manifest the energy into a positive way and they see results with it it's it's very empowering very it is it's absolutely huge and really in all reality what you're saying that you were doing for yourself was in that pain in that breakdown you finally turned around and said yes to you and started serving yourself and taking care of yourself and nurturing yourself in your dreams and i want you to understand that that in all reality the way that society sets us up and the way that we're set up in the beginning of life actually really does program us to look outward for success, for a sense of self-worth, for love, for security, for safety, for everything. Because we are born these weak, frail human bodies and that are so helpless and useless that in the beginning of life, if we don't have our parents take care of us, we're not going to last long. We can't walk to go get food. We can't do anything. We can't change our own diapers. We can't do all we can do is lay there and cry, right? <laughs> yeah. So it does it does program the mind to seek outwards for everything that we need. And what I want everyone to understand is that it is actually perfectly set up the way that it is, just like our society, which I think we can all look at and go, There's something wrong with this society. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> the way that it is actually gives us a blueprint. It gives us something to compare. It gives us something to look at to decide what we want to create. And if we can understand that the beginnings of life is actually a hint of what we're meant to discover, which is exactly the opposite, that our worth, our, our love, security, everything that we seek is actually within us, we can then turn that energy inwards and create that beautiful life in service of ourselves and become a fulfilled person that has internal security, internal worth, internal love. And then we can go out in the world not seeking anything from an external source, which not only allows for us to be able to, to step up and serve our own agenda and do beautiful things, 
but it also allows us to be able to give others free agency to be who they are because we're not asking them to be or do anything to feed a need that we might have. So it's beautiful and it serves us in multiple ways that we don't realize until we step into it and start to create healthier relationships because we don't have this deep, empty void that we're constantly trying to fill, asking other people to give to us around us, right? Yeah, I see that. I did want to touch on something that I found on your website, and I was curious about it. What is the Love Warrior program? Thank you for asking. It's really interesting because I I really ended up actually uh, creating that, that term as a result of working with clients for um, a number of years. I know that there are so many marketing gurus that will tell you that you need to know who your avatar is. You need to know who your person is in order to be able to sell. When you're starting a business, it's really difficult for you to know who your people are. In fact, I think that that's something that organically gets developed over a period of time because you'll start to see who it is that you're attracting. And there is a theme um, and there is multiple different things that you'll find that you are attracting. And in all reality, what you're attracting is yourself. Because like attracts like. You attract people who are a vibrational match for you. So the people that I'm attracting are very much like me. They're just not as far along on the path as I am. These people are love-based. These people do want to give back to the world in a beautiful in a beautiful way. These people are outliers. These people are people who are in their uh, culture, in the arena that they're in, and they're looking around going, well, this isn't right. I don't want to be like these people. I don't want to do these things. I don't know how I want to be and what I want to do, but I definitely don't want to do this. I need to figure out a different way to be. These are the people that I call into my reality because it is who I am. I've always been an outlier. I've always wanted to give back to the world. I've always been full of love, an abundance of love. And so I naturally call these people in. And what I ended up realizing as these people developed a relationship with themselves, learned how to love themselves and step into their power to invest in what their soul was trying to do, was they wanted to give love to the world in their unique way. And so what I ended up realizing with each one of them was a love warrior. Because when you think about it, to go out into the world and to do something to give back, you need to be a fierce warrior. You need to stand in your power to be able to withstand the blocks, the resistance, the rejection, the ridicule that you're going to face being a leader, being a singular person that is doing something that nobody else is doing, but your soul is crying to do it. So you need to be a warrior and you need to be fierce and strong and resilient and adaptable. You also need to be motivated by the energy of love. Because when you are motivated by the energy of love, you are going to attract as opposed to repel. You're going to bring people in as opposed to meet resistance and rejection. You'll actually have people that will be attracted to you and feel called to you when you have that energy of love. Because everybody wants to bathe in love. Everyone's seeking love. So this is why I call my clients uh, love warriors. Now, the particular seven-step process that I described earlier, that is the process that I take my clients through in the Love Warrior program to help them 
to step into their power and really create a life in service of themselves that is supporting them being able to truly step into the fullness of who they are and go out into the world and do what it is that makes their soul thing like I am blessed to do every single day. That's beautiful. That really is. I wanted to switch the subject just a little and I wanted to talk about your book. What inspired you to write Create a Healthy Romantic Relationship? I was on the beach one day and I was, it was 45 degrees outside. We were experiencing an insane heat wave, uh, not last summer, but the summer before that. And I was literally standing in the water because it was too hot to be just out of the water. The only place to be was in the water when it was that hot. And especially where I live, um, we don't usually get temperatures that hot. So it was quite abnormal and I loved it. So I wasn't complaining at all, but definitely needed to be in the water. So we're, me and a friend are standing in the water and he's telling me about his wife and his struggles. And I started to share the truths and the things that I have been teaching to my clients for years to help them to create healthier romantic relationships. And he was sitting there going, my wife needs to hear this. I wish she was here right now so she could hear everything that you're saying because we need this right now. And I felt like, okay, well, I don't have a way to share this information with you outside of you and your wife hiring me as a practitioner to help you. And I realized in that moment that I needed that brilliance that I was creating in the treatment room to be translated into something that could be delivered to the masses, especially after the first lockdown. There was a massive amount of relationships that ended as a result of people being forced into, you know, their together basically into this incubator where there was just nowhere to run people that were dissociating from their relationships were no longer able to and the relationships had to end and there were people who stayed in the relationships but still had struggles and they realized that there was a discord in the relationship but the two obviously sat together and said we need to find a way to work through this and so the people who were single didn't want to replay what they were, you know, what they just came out of. And the people who were in a relationship were looking for a better way. And a lot of people felt really lost and were looking for answers. And I realized that what I had and what I've been doing in the treatment room was literally life-altering and was very different from what other people were saying. It's a unique uh, thought process because I take language and I actually dissect it and put things on its head and redefine things. And I think a lot of people don't think about the words that they use and what it truly means. In fact, the word trust, I actually believe, should not be in our vocabulary because we are actually binding and controlling people and telling them how to behave by telling them, you need to behave this way in order for me to trust you. I don't believe that we have any right to take anyone's free agency and to tell them how to behave in order to earn our trust. That doesn't make sense to me. Because I think we should always be giving people free agency to be who they are and then cherry-picking that person if they're a fit for us and letting them be and do their thing if they're not. We have no right to control anyone. So there are so many different thought processes that I have that are very, very much outside of societal norms that actually really expand people in such a way that they're able to really next-level their romantic relationships. So that desire was really born out of the lockdown. And the massive shifts in relationships that happened and the amount of people that were truly seeking a different way of being 
And I thought, okay, this is the perfect time for me to birth my teaching. And what was really crazy about it was within 24 hours of publishing that book, it became an international bestseller. So clearly, there was a need. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. So now I'm curious, though. Did his wife read your book? As soon as that book published, I absolutely made sure that he got a copy of it. And they definitely did uh, read the book and work it together as a couple. And they, they have two beautiful children. So the fact that I was able to, you know, share those teachings with them and they were able to, you know, really establish a stronger foundation for the two of them and for their beautiful children and to create a new example of what a, a beautiful relationship can be like and how you can push through struggles and challenges and create something beautiful, you know, is just such an amazing thing because those children are now going to grow up with a better example of a relationship and create that themselves. So, you know, I just, I love so much that this passion, these teachings, these things that I'm creating, it really is, you know, impacting people through the butterfly effect. As each person adapts it and takes it on and becomes a beautiful example of love and health, they also teach and influence those around them, which is, it's so beautiful to watch now that I've been doing this for as long as I have, to see that, that butterfly effect, you know, actually in effect happening. Did you face any challenges writing it, or did it all just flow naturally? Oh my gosh, it happened so quickly. It was it was really interesting because uh, from the time that I the idea was birthed to write the book to the time it was published, it was only five months. Oh wow! It happened so quickly. <laughs> I know. I went into I went into a time warp, and because um, because we were still kind of in the lockdown, I was in the process of of pivoting my business and I wasn't working with clients. And so I was able to fully submerse myself in uh, the writing and the birthing of this book. And so it happened really, really quickly. Um, And it was really beautiful being able to get support from others and get feedback from others of different generations and thought processes to, to contribute to this book to make it more holistic because I have my thought processes as a result of the experiences that I have had. However, when you are able to share the information with somebody else and go, hold on a second, I need you to elaborate on that, or this isn't my experience, I actually developed my awareness of what a relationship should be through this. And so I really did carefully, you know, share my information with other people that were able to give me feedback to create, I think, a beautiful book that... Uh, really does speak to so many people. And I did also have the blessing of being able to work with somebody who does teach people how to write in a conversational way. And and she did teach me how to uh, really write the book in just the way that I speak. And so everyone that has read the book and given me feedback has said, it's like listening to you talk. It's such an easy read. I was able to sit down and read it in one sitting. And that was what I wanted because sometimes this kind of stuff can be difficult to digest. There are some books that are, they're important to read, but they're boring. And, yeah. and that isn't what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted something that was going to be fun and playful and conversational and, and easy to digest. And I believe that I have a very dynamic, playful, fun, uh, engaging personality. And so if I was able to interject that into my book, it would make it a beautiful, easy book to read. And with the help of my my friend and editor, I was able to do that and create a really beautiful book that was easy to digest, that has, 
impacted so many people and hopefully will continue to um, impact the world as more people learn about it. Without giving away any details of the book, what is the takeaway feeling you want to leave your audience with? So the framework that I developed the book utilizing is remember me. Or remember you, I want to say. (laughs) And what's really beautiful about that is it's an acronym. And in each one of those letters is a different idea that you want to expand on. That over overlying thought, however, when you think about remember you, when people fall in love, because love is such a powerful emotion, what they do is forget themselves. They become more like the person that they want to attract to pull that person in so they can spend more time with them. And then when the relationship fails, what so many people say when they get out of that relationship, and you know this yourself because you did end a relationship not that long ago, is I need to find myself, right? Yes. So if we can, it, right, exactly. If we can remember ourselves in the process of falling in love, if we can maintain our own identity and have a clear picture of what our love arena looks like and communicate that to somebody that we do have feelings for and allow them to join it being of their own personality, being their own identity. And we can create an interdependent relationship that looks like I create a life in service of myself. I follow my dreams. I know who I am. I pursue a life that is making me happy, that is based on my divine design. And you do the same. You cheerlead me and I cheerlead you. Then you have a beautiful relationship where each individual is their own unique, powerful, beautiful self. And I just don't think that there's anything sexier than that. When I look at my partner and everything that he has going on, because I've encouraged him to create a life in service of himself, He's a magician, he's a woodworker, he's an artist. He's got all of these different pursuits and hobbies and things that he does that makes him such an interesting, fascinating, unique individual in himself. To me, that's sexy. It's attractive. I want to actively choose and be around that person every day because he is his own person. And the same thing for me. He looks at me and everything that I have going on, all my passions and pursuits, And he just thinks that I'm an amazing powerhouse of a woman and he feels blessed to have me, which he's right. (laughs) (laughs) So when you look at that, that is what creates a long-term, healthy, beautiful relationship because we're looking at this person that we have chosen to have a life with and we're actively choosing to be with them every day because they haven't forgotten themselves. They haven't lost their identity in the relationship. They have maintained it and continue to grow as a powerful individual. So that is what is really important. And I think the overlying um, message that I want people to have is to remember yourself. Don't forget yourself in that relationship. Be who you are and continue to develop the beautiful, unique individual that you are and find a partner that encourages you to do that and is your unconditionally loving cheerleader. I really love that. That makes me remember the speech that I gave at my sister's wedding. So I told them during that speech that they were relationship goals, and I expanded on that. So she married her high school sweetheart. They've known each other. 
I think they were going on 10 years this year, and then they finally decided to get married. But what I saw with them, because she's younger than me, so I kind of felt like I saw them grow into their relationship um, as I was going through the phases of my own, was the fact that they kept their um, individualism. Like, he had his own interests, she had hers. Nobody had to sacrifice things in, in the sense of uh, losing themselves. So she's into dance and he's into guitar, you know, little things like that. But it's amazing how they could still work with each other. They just had this this chemistry, you know, and um, during their wedding speech this September, I told them that I really loved seeing them grow as individuals and with each other. And that's, yeah. to me, what made their love so much more powerful. I feel like if there's anybody that's relationship goals that I've seen, it's it's honestly been my sister. Like, um, I just love how they develop through the stages with each other. But he was always supportive, um, you know, of her chasing after what she wanted in life and her as well with him. I feel like that's a big thing that I I didn't have in my own relationship, so to speak. And so I see this now moving forward. Um, I was on and off with, with my co-host, um, my ex, and the father of my children for eight years. And I've known him like 13 now, you know. So it's just all these lessons that I, I've seen myself. And, and I felt like that's what took my healing process so long was finding myself again. And now going forward, not wanting to lose that when I decide to to jump into a relationship with somebody I don't want to lose who I've become you know I love that so much and the thing that's really beautiful is I think that there are examples of beautiful relationships that are out there and we aspire to have that right I I am the example in my community of the the healthy romantic relationship I've been with my partner for almost 10 years and everyone looks to us as the ideal relationship but the thing is is you're looking at that from the outside. How do you figure out the framework that actually helps those people be successful so you can have it yourself, right? Yeah. It's, it's so difficult to look at the fundamental puzzle pieces that actually create that so that you can then implement that into your life to have it, which is why I wrote this book, because that framework, so that you can then go and take that and implement it into your own life, is right there at your fingertips. and. Not only is the framework there, but I've included a workbook that you can download so you can actually walk through the framework yourself and write it all down, map it all out, and create a, a clear love arena for yourself. And that way, when you go out to date again, you can very clearly communicate that to a potential partner, and they can use their free agency, having clarity on what you're presenting, to be able to opt in or opt out. Most people don't have a conversation at the beginning when they're getting to know each other. They wait until there's hearts involved, right? And that's why hearts mm -hmm. get broken. If you can have clarity and communicate that at the beginning before hearts are involved, then the person can opt in or opt out and you know you're setting yourself up for success. I totally agree with that. I think that's kind of the hard part too with a lot of things is... um. There's not a lot of clear intentions that people have for each other. That's that's a difficulty with dating these days, I feel, especially with online. Like, I face my own challenges as well coming into this new chapter that I wasn't expecting to come into, you know. Um, but that's a big thing is 
is not having that clear communication and and just sitting and having that conversation like where what do you want out of this what do I want out of this I think that's a big a big one that needs to be discussed yeah I totally I totally respect what you're saying absolutely um I think that it's really important for people to truly understand you know how much free agency is a big huge factor in really developing relationships. I think that, like I was talking to um, someone that I met that actually came from um, another country, and I'd never met somebody from Chile before. He was uh, new to the country. He'd only been here for three weeks, and he just came out of a seven-year relationship himself, and he was now, you know, enjoying a new country and being free and decided that he was going to be single for a while and just be with himself and, and focus on himself. And I was talking to him about my relationship with my partner and how we existed in this scenario. We're not married. I don't plan to ever get married. Um, where we give each other complete freedom. We don't bind and control each other. We don't dictate things to each other. We don't uh, check each other's phones all the time. We're not, we're not dictating things to each other. We're just mindful about, um, you know, what it is that, that we want to do that is honoring and respecting each other. And we have particular things that we set up so that if we need to support each other, if, if I need my partner to support me, I can say something and he'll immediately shut everything down and he's got my back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in those moments when I need my partner, he's got me. Outside of that, however, he has his full freedom to go out and do whatever he wants to do. And I'm not concerned about it because I know that I am a phenomenal woman, and he's lucky to be in my orbit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. It, it really is. And this is what I want everyone to understand, that, that the more that you love yourself, the more that you know how incredibly amazing you are and what it is that you have to offer, the more freedom you can give the other person because it's that it's that binding and controlling for a sense of security as a result of insecurity that, that makes us behave the way that we do, right? Yeah. Creating safety and security in a relationship doesn't look like knowing what your partner is doing every day. It doesn't look like knowing who they're spending time with. It doesn't look like going into their phone every day to look at their text messages to see who they're talking to. It, it looks like you loving yourself and knowing exactly who you are and what you have to contribute, knowing that whatever anybody else does actually never has anything to do with you, ever. It has everything to do with their programming and the reality that they're creating. And if we can let go of attachment to other people's actions and behavior and focus in on ourselves, and realizing that if we have an emotional reaction to anything that anyone does, it's because we have some kind of trauma or emotion attached to it, that it's on us, not them. We can create resolution around that and then communicate with that partner, really explaining things to them instead of blaming and attacking them. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of going through that right now. <laughs> I'm dating somebody, but there's still these insecurities that I have. And I feel like uh, I have to bring up certain conversations about the trauma from my past and why I am the way I am. And 
see where we go from there. So I, I know exactly. That's so that's so odd. I didn't even mention this. <laughs> but yeah, I know exactly what you're getting at. Because I'm going yeah, through it right it's now. Yeah, really amazing. <laughs> we do live in, in a culture where so many people, we still do treat people as though they are um, really a possession. And I don't think people realize, realize how much we actually do exist in a world where we are treating a person like they are like an object to be owned and possessed in the way that we expect the person to show up for us, the way that we uh, the way that we treat them, the way that we tell them that they need to be and do things to make us happy. And in all reality, it is nobody's job to be or do anything to make you happy. The only person who is liable for that is you. In fact, you know when somebody says you're beautiful? It's called a compliment. It's called a compliment because it is not meant to complete you. It is meant to compliment your knowing who you are in the first place. But what we do is we go out and we seek somebody else to complete us, to give us a sense of self-worth, to make us feel whole, instead of creating an unconditionally loving relationship with ourselves and then going out looking for that partner to, to complement our knowing of the divine being that we already are. Yeah, I see what you mean. I do. Isn't that crazy <laughs> when you think about the, the particular words and the meaning of them? We don't even think about the word compliment. And what it actually means, right? We don't think about the word trust. We don't think about the word, uh, the words mutual respect. When you think about mutual respect, you think I love you, you love me. But that's actually not the way that you actually set up a healthy relationship. Because if I say you need to love and respect me, and I need to love and respect you, you're now binding and controlling somebody and telling them how to behave. You're taking a person's free agency. Mutual respect to me. Is I love and respect myself enough to not do anything to someone that would create a negative vibration within myself that I have to carry. And then I love and respect my partner to never do anything to hurt them. Do you see how that framework is actually me not controlling or dictating behavior to my partner at all? Yes, I do see that. I do. You see what I mean? <laughs> so there's all of these things. that, And, and there's more words that I've dissected and shifted uh, the thought process on because I really think that we are existing in such a way that the words that are handed to us and the definition of the words and how we exist we're just blindly following and not actually thinking about it but being a hypnotherapist I think about all of that the programming how we're programmed to see things what what words mean to us and I dissect it go no this makes absolutely no sense why would I bind and control someone and tell them how to behave to earn my acceptance. That doesn't make sense. So trust in my vocabulary just doesn't exist. I don't, I don't use that word. It's so odd. I want to just point out to my audience. We never, this is our first time actually like talking. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that you're hitting on is a lot of stuff that I'm going through personally. Like it's been two years and I have started dating somebody again. And you're touching on, on the acceptance part. Like, and I, I always find that there's just certain things that are holding me back and it has to do with a lot of what society says and a lot of the social constructs of what of the world that we live in you know it, it sounds silly yeah. and I don't want to like out a lot of things that I'm going through with him because a lot of it is his business but a lot of it falls back on me as well it's honestly just been me and what my mind is playing with and 
and I don't know when you're talking about these certain things, it's really touching on, you know, I just, I can't control like how a person is supposed to be. I'm supposed to find the happiness within myself really. And that self-love, exactly. you know? So I, I yeah, feel like I'm going through all that it. right now. I love that so much. And I'm really glad that, that you're calling that out because we all have our struggles and we all have to walk this path to learn to love ourselves. And, you know, I, it really is. We all start out the same way, hopeless and helpless, right? <laughs> yes. And, and we all, we all have to walk this path to evolve to a place where we learn to create healthy relationships. I just want you to understand that really when it comes to it, the way that I exist in this world and what I have come to is not the way that most people are existing in this world. It is really next-level concepts, the way that I've dissected um, vocabulary and the way that I've dissected society and really torn things apart. So, you know, the more that you can really ask yourself, in every interaction that you have with this partner, and this is for everyone in the audience as well, when there's anything that's undesirable to you, if you have an emotional reaction to it, first of all, I want you to understand that this person is your perfect button pusher. They are not a jerk. They're not trying to do something malicious and horrible. It's not personal. If you have an emotion, they are your perfect button pusher. You are surfacing something from your past that needs to be honored and looked at. You need to go back and become insular and actually love and support yourself through those emotions that you're having. Then work with someone to source what it is that's coming up so that it can be released. Then you want to ask yourself, how do I respond from a place of love to this person? Because your response in all interactions should be love. And if it is anything else, it's potentially going to create conflict. Because when we are in fight or flight, when we're triggered, we tend to play survival programs and make a mess of our situation, right? Yes, So you want to learn how to zip it and go through a healing process so that you can respond from a place of love. And the second thing that you want to do is ask, what do I do what's right, that's right for me from a place of self-love, right? Yes. So if you can do that, it's going to be supported because you're asking, what, what's my outward action going to be? And you want it to be based in love. And then what, what am, what's my inward action? What am I going to do? from a place of self-love. And if you can really be thinking about giving that person free agency, if anything you're thinking about doing is binding or controlling or dictating anything to that person, you're on the wrong path. If you're asking for that person to fulfill you in some way, to give you something, to complete you in some way, you're on the wrong path because it's not their job. What can I do to fulfill myself to give that person the free agency to be exactly who they are? Because where they are on their path is perfect the way that it is. And if it's not fulfilling to you, if it is, if they are to your detriment, if they're dragging you down, then it might be a situation of, or, or if you're just not in alignment, if you love each other but you're not in alignment and you can't project into the future and see the two of you guys being in alignment, love might not be enough and you might not be a fit for each other. I have loved many people that I have set free. Love is beautiful, but it isn't everything. It is not what makes a relationship work. You have to be in alignment and in sync in when it comes to the direction that you're going in. I feel like I'm sitting in a personal session with you right now. <laughs> you're touching on a lot of stuff that I'm going through. <laughs> and I'm just tripping out sitting here like, wow, <laughs> I'm really in all this right now. <laughs> I'm really, really glad that this resonates with you. And, you know, it does I, deeply. I, I hope that this is supportive 
everyone in your audience, you know what I mean? Because this really is, it is really next level thinking, just the idea that when we get into a relationship with someone that we don't need, that we need to let go of, of expecting them to be or do anything, you know what I mean? It, yeah. And it, it really, you constantly have to think about it in all of your interactions until it becomes your way of being. It takes practice. Because we have been programmed to look to somebody else to make us happy. This is what the societal model looks like, yes, right? It does. Then we projected this whole reality of, you know, the prince comes along and completes you. That, that, that the girl is lacking until the prince comes along and, and elevates her status. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so I I want everyone who's listening to this to be very gentle on themselves and understand that. Society and the way that we start in life has set us up to be where we are right now. And that it takes work and it takes time. And it takes working with somebody like me to create a next level mental operating system that sets you up for success so that you can give people the free agency to be where they are. You need to create a healthy internal ecosystem for yourself first. And that takes time and it takes work. It's expedited when you do it with me, but it does take time and work. And if you're willing to say yes to you and do the work, you can create this internal ecosystem for yourself so that you can go out into the world. You can be this strong, powerful person and give people the free agency to be who they are. I love that. I love this whole, I love the whole tone that this, this episode is taking. I do want to ask you the important questions. First one, where can we find your book? You can find my book on Amazon. If you just go to Amazon.com.ca.uk, whatever it is, wherever you are, uh, just type in Create a Healthy Romantic Relationship, and uh, it will pop right up. And I have it um, in the Kindle version. I have it in the softcover and the hardcover as well. And I am um, also going to be doing an Audible, but it is not available yet. And it will be my voice because, I mean, I feel like I have the voice for it. So. <laughs> I did want to touch on, that kind of leads to the second question I was going to ask. Are there any upcoming future projects that you're willing to share? Absolutely. I am also co-authoring a book with an amazing uh, man that I have loved and adored for many years. He's a great friend of mine, and he focuses on the physiological aspect. I focus on the psychological aspect of what it is that creates anxiety. So we've created, uh, we're just about to publish a book called The Ultimate Guide to Overcome Anxiety. I think we all know that coming out of COVID, there's a lot of people that are struggling with this, and I think it is the current uh, epidemic that we are dealing with, and it's really important to honor mental health uh, coming out of this pandemic. And so I think there's a lot of people who are crying for this, and we are coming at it from a very different perspective uh, because we're not psychologists, we're not doctors. Um, however, the both of us have uh, together been working with clients for a couple of decades uh, collaboratively to really understand what it is that creates anxiety and what resolves it. And to everyone's benefit, I want all of you to know that this book will not be published until it is tested by at least a couple of dozen people that struggle with anxiety, utilize the tools that are being presented, and get resolution with it, which is why I am confidently able to put the ultimate guide to overcome anxiety on the cover of this book. I love that. I love that it's not just written words. Like you're actually going to test out what what you and he are, are collaborating on. I think I think that's awesome. That's an awesome touch to it. It really is. 
And it's very important, I believe. You know, in my heart of hearts, I'm here to flood the earth with love. I am here to create resolution to help people. So if what I'm creating isn't, isn't getting that resolution, I'm not going to be happy. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's very important to me, just like my Create a Healthy Romantic Relationship book, that concept was proven long before I published it because I was utilizing those teachings for, you know, a, a number of years in the treatment room with clients getting resolution. And then I took that framework and turned it into a book and published it. So it was a proven concept before I published it. And this other book um, will also be a proven concept when I publish it because I am passionate about getting resolution. I'm not here to sell things and make money. I am here to flood the earth with love. I am here to get resolution because I'm passionate about the people, not the money. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Especially in a capitalistic world that we live in. You know, it it's rare to see that. Exactly. Yeah. And I do want to ask the most important question. Where can you be reached? So you can uh, look me up on my website. It's just HarmonyWoodington.com. I'm also all over social media. I have an amazing TikTok channel, which has tons of content. You can just look up Harmony Whittington uh, if you want to get to know me better and, and watch my videos and get to, uh, the sense of my personality and stuff like that. I've been producing content on TikTok for almost a couple of years now. I think more than a couple of years now. Um, so, but And if you want to learn more about my services, just go and check out HarmonyWhittington.com. And all throughout my website, I have got uh, a link for you to book a free soul connection with me, which is basically just uh, a call for us to have a conversation uh, where you can share your current struggles and challenges with me, and I can let you know what I can do to support you to see if we're going to be a fit for each other. And like I said, this is a complimentary call. It doesn't cost anything for you to show up and have a conversation with me to see if we're a fit for each other. I love that. I love that. And I want to thank you again for taking the time to come on. I feel like I just sat in one of your own personal sessions <laughs> and, and it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> I feel like the tone of this episode was very, thank you. I feel like the tone was very inspiring and um, I think that's a good note for me to continue the rest of my day on. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today for another special edition of Hush. You can find us on thehushpodcast.com, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Red Dragons Radio, any Alexa-enabled devices, and all other major platforms. Also, make sure to visit me on Instagram and Twitter at hushpodcast69.